You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hi there, welcome to today's episode. Just a quick one for you based upon uh, today's experience. We just want a new client. So I just want to ask this fresh in mind, uh, go through the process that we go through when we're in a new client and some of the things that we've got in place and that I would encourage you to do to uh, ensure that you get paid before you do any work. Now, we just took on board a new client who is in our niche for uh, content creators and influencers who are part of our Capture brand. We had a, had a proposal meeting with him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we obviously presented the price in person and then uh, we exchanged a few messages over WhatsApp over the last uh, couple of weeks and he's finally decided to push the button to accept the proposal and come on board. As part of the proposal, there is obviously the recurring fee for ongoing services, and there was a uh, um, one-off, some one-off costs. The one-off costs relating to a company formation. So he's currently trading as a sole trader, but he needs to form a company. That was part of the meeting, the proposal meeting that I went through with him, that it would be advantageous for him to form a company based upon the amount of tax that he's currently paying as a sole trader, uh, and that he should have been registered for VAT as well. So I quoted him the one of costs for a company formation in addition to the cost for actually going back and redoing or actually preparing VAT returns for him because he didn't know he had to register for VAT when he went over the threshold. I think he's only just gone over. But I have a, a fixed uh, pricing based upon number of VAT returns, prior VAT returns that need doing. Now, I know, you know, we know in terms of internally, it's not going to be very complicated. So to keep it simple, just for this particular brand, because we know the nature of the beast, it's a very simple pricing process in order for us to quickly get an agreement uh, based from the client based on number of that returns outstanding. They understand the pricing process. And from our perspective, we know that our scope will be covered based upon what we know we need to do. Typically, these guys have only just kind of gone over. They may have uh, gone over, uh, I think you worked out, you may have gone over four or five that returns ago. So the total amount came to, it's about £3,000 for the formation plus the uh, prior VAT returns, about three or four of them that we need to do. Now, when the proposal is signed, our process is that we don't do any work until those one-off costs are paid. And I recommend you do this too. Reason being is that the moment that the client signs the proposal is the moment at which they are most motivated to take action and solve their problem. Remember, they've come to you because they had a problem. You have articulated and communicated that you can solve the problem. They have uh, trusted you and they have seen the confidence in you that you can solve their problem. So they are at a heightened sense of motivation when it comes to actually solving this problem. So what you want to do is that you want to make sure that before you do anything, before you do any work, you get paid in advance for everything that you have to do upfront. So the first thing we do as part of our onboarding process is once the proposal is signed, the zap comes through, we've got to say, just set up to say client is signed and therefore my involvement is over. I had the initial conversation, I had exchanged a few messages with the prospect and now that's my job done. Uh, I reply back to him saying, great, thanks for signing the proposal, Karen will be in touch. 
So what happens next is that Karen will then send an email welcome him, introducing herself to say, you know, welcome on board. Here is the here are the next steps. And this is important because what you want to do is you want to take away the burden from you to have to deal with the onboarding admin. You don't need to be doing the admin. This is an admin process that if you write down a process, anybody in your team can follow. Anyone with good organizational skills, who is meticulous, who is organized, can follow a process, can follow a checklist, can do for you. This is not something that you need to do. So hand it across to someone else in your team. In my team, it's Karen. She will get in touch, welcome herself, uh, introduce herself rather, welcome them on board and uh, direct them to the next steps. The next steps being, right, okay, well, we need your ID, etc., for anti-money laundering purposes. Uh, we have a Google form that we have created for the client to complete with all their basic data, name, address, uh, you know, uh, if there's any uh, company already set up, uh, national insurance number, UTR, that sort of thing. The form is dynamic, so if they don't have a company, if they don't have payroll, if they don't have an accountant, they just have to press no to the answers to those questions and it moves on to the next section. So it's not uh, overbearing, it's not cumbersome, it's not time consuming for them. The reason why we've done it in Google is because Google are great at uh, providing great uh, experiences when it comes to completing forms. Yes, we may have been able to create it in our practice management software, but unfortunately, the uh, uh, software providers that we have in our world uh, aren't great and aren't as good as Google in preparing forms, which are easy to use from a user perspective. And that's what we want. We want to make it easy for our prospects, our clients to give us information because the easier we make it, the more likely it is that we're going to get that information from them. The more overbearing, the more cumbersome, the more difficult it is, you're not going to get it because clients are busy, clients get bored, they get frustrated. If you find, would find it frustrating to completing the form, chances are the client would too. So that's what we do in the first instance. And again, again, another reason for doing this is as a strategic decision is to make sure that the client doesn't suffer buyer's remorse. So what you want is you want to make sure that the next steps that there's a there's a prompt uh pro there's a prompt handover from you to whoever's going to be dealing with it and that it happens quickly you don't want to be waiting three or four days to send out an email for next steps to a client when they are motivated to want to work with you they've come from somewhere perhaps where they haven't got the service they haven't been uh, getting uh, replies as quickly as they would have hoped they have come to you thinking that things are going to change and you don't want them to suffer buyer's remorse by delaying the process or the time it takes for them to hear from you again after signing the proposal. So that's another reason why we hand it over to someone in the team who will follow the process and, again, strategically push the ball back in their court. So by sending them a form, sending them an invoice, we're buying ourselves time. I get it. You're busy. We're all busy. We don't have time, you know, to fit in new clients. And that's why we get stressed on onboarding. There's so much to do. So again, another strategic reason for creating this form and pushing it back to the client's court is that it just it uh, helps us with capacity management and means that we don't have to drop everything to then deal with this new client who we want to show a good impression to. So we send the form off, we send the invoice off as well. Invoice, uh, so the client will, will send the email, she will attach the form, which will say, complete this form, uh, which will also have a space for them to upload their ID, I believe, or to go to Verify to put their details in to make sure that we uh, risk assess the client, etc. And to let them know that an invoice will also be coming, which uh, would require their client payment uh, before we proceed to uh, form the company and start working on their um 
uh, you know, prior year, that returns, etc. So they know expectations are managed. They know we've already explained the benefit and the reason why they need to set up a company to save tax. They're going to be motivated to do that. We've already explained the reason why they need to sort out their VAT returns, because if they don't, they're going to be hit with penalties and uh, interest and uh, nastiness from the VAT man. So they're going to be motivated to do so. We will do it, but not until we get paid. So we send off that email and then that is then followed up with another email with the invoice that goes directly from our uh, invoicing the software, QuickBooks Online, or, or you might be using Zero with a payment link inside as well. Again, you want to make it as easy as possible for the client to pay. So if you haven't already, connect up your Zero or your QuickBooks together with Stripe or to New Kid on the Block, Cresco, which doesn't charge any fees. So you can make it easy for your client to pay. They can just click on a button. They can use their credit card rather than having to go into online banking, set up a payee, use the card reader. The more friction you have in a process, the less likely it is for that prospect to do what you want them to do. So take off the friction in, include as many ways of making it easy for them as possible. So that invoice will go to them. They know they need to pay that. Once it's paid, when it comes back, then we'll start the process of company formation and the their account manager will then be in touch. Uh, so Karen will handle the onboarding stuff, the admin side of things, of getting all the information she needs to register him as an agent, all that kind of stuff. And we've got a checklist that she will follow to make sure all those things are ticked off. And then it will be passed on to the account manager who will be, who's Brendan, who will then have the day-to-day -day contact with the client. He will then get in touch, arrange an initial call, get to know the client, and then set out expectations for what's going to happen. But again, what you want to be doing is to have several touch points in that first, uh, you know, that first month, the first hundred days are important really to really embed that client into your way of doing things so that they don't suffer from buyer's remorse and they become a sticky customer for life. So onboarding process, so important. Why? Because what, you know, when, when that client comes on board with you, there are conflicting emotions going through their head. There is one of excitement because they're excited to be working with someone who is dynamic, who they think is going to help, uh, you know, give them all the, the great um, benefits and savings and uh, whatever service that you have articulated in your meeting with them when they agree to come on board with you. Uh, but two, the other conflicting emotion is the is fear, is fear that what if this accountant lets me down like my last accountant did? What if this accountant doesn't get back to me? What if this accountant, uh, you know, is as useless as my last accountant? So these conflicting emotions are going through the head. And what you don't want is for them in their mind, for that buyer's remorse to kick in, to think, oh my God, have I made the right decision? Uh, should I have stayed where I was? Should I have stayed with the status quo or gone to somebody else? So you want to make sure you have enough touch points, reiterate, in that first, uh, you know, seven days, 14 days in particular, uh, that you were the right choice for them. Uh, and that's why it's really important to have an onboarding process that takes your prospect through uh, stages to make sure that they're well looked after as if they are the only client to you because you have got your process set up in such a way that it's it's not, it, it shouldn't be difficult, it shouldn't be time consuming for you because you've got the process set up. And then your team will follow the process. So the process does the heavy lifting for you. So you don't have to. You don't have to remember to email the client. You don't have to remember to say, oh, have I got this? Do I still need to get this? 
there is a process which someone on your team can follow or you can follow or automate it using the tools that we have. As part of our mentoring program, when you join, I give access to our onboarding process. So the checklist that we use, in addition to that Google form that we took uh, uh, ages and ages crafting and developing so that we get all the information we need and we push the ball into the court of the prospect before we have to do anything. So essentially, the onus is upon them to complete that onboarding form. And again, that onboarding form also, we've got some questions in there that give us some uh, really insightful data on the client, which will help the relationship manager going forward. Things like, you know, how do you like to be contacted? What time of day do you like to be contacted? How would you assess your... Uh, your your uh, you know views of, of of saving tax and and that sort of thing you know what what level of financial organization do you uh, do you have and these are all kind of you know easy to answer checkbox exercises but it just gives us a feel of the client how they operate what their attitudes are what their opinions are when is best to contact them how is best to contact them which we wouldn't have asked asked any of those questions within the initial proposal meeting because they're just not relevant at that time but they are relevant on an onboarding process for the relationship manager to get to know that particular client better so i hope that's useful if uh, if you want access to the onboarding form then come and join the program uh, and see you together with that bonus there are many other pro bonuses that will make your life easier go to resohood.com forward slash mentor Otherwise, I hope you find that useful and you can incorporate some of what you've learned today into your onboarding process to reduce the overwhelm and most importantly, make that client sticky with you in the long run so that they stay with you for longer and become a highly profitable lifetime value client for you going forward. Take care and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.